Welcome to the very first episode of Babus to Babus. I am your host, Babus. And I'm also your host, Babu. Welcome, welcome. So, we just got done watching the uh, live action movie Mulan. And uh, we'd like to give you guys a little, some of our thoughts on the movie. But um, we made a list and we're just going to run it down from, from the, the beginning to the end as best as we can. So the movie started out with Mulan chasing some chicken, right? I believe that's how it started out. I mean, I guess um, what we should point out first is that going into watching this film, we knew that it wasn't going to be anything like the animated Disney Mulan. Mm-hmm. Um, in the trailer, we noticed a couple things um, that they did take away from the animated one, and they decided to kind of put it in the live one. But going into this film, my expectations for it being exactly like the animated one was just very little. Mm. So I went in hoping that they would do a completely different interpretation of Mulan. Really? Mm -hmm. I knew that they were going to stick as much as I can with the animated movie. Because to me, it's like the animated movie works. So they have like the blueprint of making a good movie. Right. I'm sure that's what everyone wanted. But from what we saw in the trailer, it didn't look like that's what they were planning to do. Mm Mm-hmm. There weren't any teasers about any of the songs being sung. Um, obviously, we didn't see Mushu. Of you course. Know? Um, so clearly, we knew, okay, there might not be a dragon in the live film. Um, and then there were little snippets of a witch, which is obviously not in the animated one. Oh, yeah. I mean, so right off the bat, like, I thought, okay, this is going to be a completely different interpretation of Mulan. But I didn't think that they were going to... See, the thing is, I was the, kind of like the opposite of that. I saw that they're going to add some things into the movie, but I thought that they were going to stick to the script. Right, to the script. As, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, I already know that they were going to make a darker Mulan, and um, they were going to take out the musical aspect of it, too, and Mushu wasn't going to be in there. But, I, you know, more or less, I thought they were just going to continue with the script. And uh seems like that wasn't, how it turned out. <laughs> right, because I, I love the animated Mulan. So going into this film, I had very low expectations to begin with. Mm. That's kind of rude. <laughs> I mean, as a person who identifies as an Asian American, I was really excited to watch a film, you know, that represents who I am. So, mm. I mean, I was excited, but I was a little apprehensive about where the storyline or how they were going to play out the story of Mulan. Okay. Because I read a lot of Mulan ballads and I love the Mulan story, the idea of this girl who becomes a warrior. Uh Uh-huh. Who defies, you know, like social um, standards and gender expectations. So I love the theme of who Mulan is. And so I've read plenty of ballads, and so I was hoping that from the trailer this would be a completely different uh, storyline compared to the animated one. And it was, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) With that, let's jump right into it then. So let's jump right into the differences uh, between the live action, the ballads, I haven't read any of the ballads, and the animated uh, version. So right off the bat, they they start off the movie introducing um, this, I guess, 
power called chi, right? And right off the bat, I can tell you this: my initial thoughts on the movie was when they introduced the the chi power. I was really against it. I, I I did not like the fact that they introduced a power like that because then essentially what you're doing is that you're isol- like you're separating relatability from the characters. You know what I'm saying? Like now Mulan is like, oh, she was born with chi, so she could do all these great things because she was chosen by the chi in a sense. You know, so she was lucky. And to me, it's like that. I knew that's where the story was going. I knew that's what the, the story was going to be about. was about her using chi to overcome the problems that she was faced. And that's not what I liked about Mulan. I liked, I liked Mulan because she was just an awkward, everyday girl who wanted to defy her destiny, in a sense, using her own powers. And the movie showcased that. But this now is like, oh, the only reason why she was able to do that is because she had chi to support her. You know, I, I think it was okay for them to introduce the film by showing Chi. I think how they represented Chi was just not how I thought or believed Chi to be. You know what I mean? Like, there were a couple moments in the film where they made Chi this magical power. And I think in the Chinese culture, chi means more of a balance, more of like an energy force, you know? Uh, and, I don't and, know, and, and man. They played, seen... they played chi in this film like it was magic. So, I... it's, so it's not attainable. But the thing is, chi. the thing is, like some, some Chinese uh, movies have portrayed chi as power. You know, so like, it's kind of like like telepathic powers. I, I don't know. It's more like energy <laughs> in a sense in those movies. Like for example, like uh, martial arts movies, where where they use chi in there, um, they train and they meditate to get chi inside their body, and then they release the chi in their punches and kicks to like do more power or more right, damage. Right, but those are all physical powers that as long as you're able to attain chi you can somehow manage to um show it right but, but my point is that chi was a power that people could get right but in that sense it's attainable right but in the film they right, made right. chi look like it was magic right like it was the so force it's not attainable like it was the force from star <laughs> you have wars to be chosen right. to have chi like 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 I said, like the Force in Star Wars, you know, like not everyone could wield the Force power. Only people who are chosen could use the Force. That's why not everyone's out here is like Force pulling things using the Force. Only Jedi's and the uh, evil Jedi's. Sorry, you guys. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So right away, I, I did not like the Chi aspect of the movie. Um. So. Anything else on the topic of chi before? Well, I mean, we'll bring the topic back later on, but let's just keep going down the order. So, all right, moving to number two, uh, the father and daughter relationship in this movie. What did you think about it? You know, I actually think that was um, my favorite part about the film was the father and daughter relationship because um, in the Asian culture, you don't you don't really see that between a father and daughter. Uh, the father tends to have, you know, a father in an Asian culture, um, they're kind of like the bread earners, you know, so they're mm-hmm. always out working, um, 
never really present. And so to see that there's a relationship between the father and daughter where the father understands, you know, that his daughter is different and he still kind of, in a sense, encourages that as well as respects that. You know, I, I, I think that's refreshing to see. But the thing is that this is where the chi comes in again. You know what I'm saying? Because he... Okay, one thing I don't like is that they, they have another daughter who was normal, right? <laughs> normal. Right, normal, who wasn't, who wasn't born with chi. And the father treats her like a regular daughter, right? But to me, it seems like the father only gave exception to Mulan because she was born chi, and the father could see that. And that's why she was special, and that's why the father was kind of lenient on her acting the way she acts. And I don't think that's the... You don't think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's how it should be. But I do also like the fact that the father and the daughter share a more um, intimate bond, you know, where they are, uh, I guess... Like, you see a friendship there. Right, exactly. So when things turn AWOL, you get more of that connection. Right, and you you also feel the emotions, like when the father's angry at Mulan... Or when Mulan, uh, or, or you could right, or when Mulan decides that she's gonna right. steal the armor mm-hmm. and the sword, you really feel that okay, it's because of her connection with her dad, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's that's believable. That's what I like. And then, uh, so uh, moving on, yeah. So as the film progressive progresses, we see the matchmaking scene where Mulan. Um, is ultimately trying to learn how to become a proper, <laughs> I guess, uh, woman. But the thing is, like, in the original or in the animated film, Mulan was always been clumsy and quirky and never really cared for that lifestyle. So she struggled to be the kind of woman that that they wanted to portray in the movie. And in this one, it seems like Mulan was perfectly fine. You know, like she could have been a, a good wife for the matchmaker to to um, like she did everything that matchmaker wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. It was only the fact that the the spider came down and scared her younger sister. That's why she went and like messed it up. But in the originals, like Milan was Milan was quirky. She she had a hard time like remembering. So she wrote um, some of the phrases down on her, her forearms. You know, right. so you can see that she was struggling with that. But in this one. Mulan wasn't struggling. She only messed up because her sister was there and she was afraid of spiders. And I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly like that uh, route that the directors decided to take that movie. Right. It made it seem as if the sister was just a character placed in the movie just for that specific scene. Right. For us to see that this is the reason why Mulan is not fit to be a good daughter or fit to be a good wife was simply because... Her sister was there, and she was mm-hmm. trying to protect her sister from a spider. So this this brings up like <laughs> this this brings up a problem that I, I had with the movie was the whole like people or certain characters are in the movie just to move the plot, and it seemed like her sister was just in the movie just to move the plot. Right. If her sister <laughs> was taken out of the film, right, it would have been fine. Right, but her yeah. sister was needed just to create that little chaos that mm-hmm. happened with the matchmaking scene 
<clears throat> like for example, in the animated film, um, the grandma gave Mulan the cricket for good at, luck. For good luck, mm-hmm. and the cricket was what caused the her to mess up during the matchmaking. But it makes sense, you know. Her grandma wanted to give her uh, the cricket as a good luck charm, and that led to the matchmaking scene kind of being messed up because of the cricket. So it kind of flowed in, kind of like that. The flow of the story kind of moves the plot. But in this one, the sister was just there. She she happens to be scared of spiders. And, you know, everything was moving moving smoothly. And all of a sudden, a spider comes down from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no reason for that spider to come down. And then, you know, it just messes up and... That thing becomes a mess, like how the movie <laughs> supposed to. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a plot moving device. I, I didn't like it. And then uh, that leads to the Phoenix intro, which is um, the replacement for the dragon from Mushu. And the Phoenix was part of the theme of. I get it, you know, when they decided to switch the dragon with Phoenix, they wanted this whole theme of rebirth, coming back as a new person or coming back as someone better. So I understand why they wrote the Phoenix in. I didn't like that the Phoenix was put into the movie, though. Right, right. It's because I think in the Chinese culture, the dragon uh, symbolizes such an, an important part, you know, of the culture that by taking it out, you kind of take that away from the cultural aspect of the film as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, if they're going to take the dragon out, I guess, I mean, I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with them swapping it. What I don't like is when they kept showing the phoenix and shoving it down our throats to remind us that the phoenix is always there. You know what I'm saying? Like throughout the film, they kept showing Phoenix at the uh, at the parts when Mulan is struggling the most. I understand. So stop showing the Phoenix because <laughs> every single time you show the Phoenix, it it takes away from that scene and the whole symbolism of a Phoenix. Have you ever considered that maybe they were doing that because Mushu was constantly present, and so because they're replacing Mushu with the the Phoenix that they feel like they have to make the phoenix present all the time i think it was a decision that they had to make it, it was that was they had to make a hard decision of yes or no if they wanted to include a mushu character they had to go all in and if they weren't going to make a mushu character then they should just take it out completely and i think that they tried to do both they tried to incorporate the phoenix to replace mushu but then they didn't go all in with it so then now it's just like they're just reminding us, like, the phoenix is very important. Yet, the phoenix doesn't really do much for Mulan in the movie. No one else sees the phoenix. Mulan's the only one who sees the phoenix. So, to me, it's like, is she hallucinating? Is she, like, just seeing <laughs> things? It, it's just, like, it, to me, the phoenix... If you remove the phoenix from the movie, it still runs fine. That's the point. Like, Mushu in the, in the animated film had a very important role. He orchestrated some of the scenes that, the, uh, that Mulan did go through. The Phoenix 
really didn't do much in this film. I think the only time the Phoenix did was right when the Phoenix was first introduced. Yeah, she showed Mulan the way. Right, she showed Mulan the way to the camp. But let's be honest here. <laughs> there was one way out of that canyon, and Mulan <laughs> was going down that route already. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes I, sense. I think um, if they were a little more subtle with yes. the Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know... Um, didn't sh- like I shove think it, it would have been more impactful than showing the phoenix all the time mm-hmm. so then let's move on to the, uh, once Milan makes it to the camp and then they introducing these characters <laughs> I, I don't know who's who <laughs> still to this day we're, just, we're still trying to figure out who Poe is who Ling is who uh, Yao. Yao is <laughs> right and, and like you know and when they introduced Cricket, the character Cricket, I, I only realized halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's supposed to be the Cricket. Yeah, it wasn't until we were literally like three-fourths into the, into the film that I realized that the character Cricket was supposed to be the Cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just like, it just threw me off, and I'm just like, why? If you're going to make a character like that, just... Don't even put a character in. Because Cricket didn't really play a big role in the movie either. And then you got uh, Poe, Shen, uh, Shen Poe, Ling, and uh, Yao. <sighs> My biggest gripe about these kind of movies is that if you have characters that kind of look alike, or just like different characters, I, you need to enforce that, okay, look, use their names a lot. And when you use their names, make sure the audience understand who's being directed at when they, the name's used. They try to um, basically just make us assume who these characters are by the way that they are behaving. And, but the thing is that they all behave the same. Right. And, and I think that's, what, that's one of the flaws with pulling these characters from the animated film. But the thing is, like I said, like if even if they came into the movie like that, you have to stay true to their personality. Yeah, stay true to their personality. You know, because they're all individually different. Like Poe was supposed to be this lovable, you know, uh, he's all about peace, a gentle bear. Harmony, you know, right, right. But he can still rough house with the with Yao and Lady. Right. Now Yao's supposed to be like this. Uh, all <laughs> about me, yeah, yeah. aggressive. All There's about me. Anger issues, kind of. Right, and then right. Ling is supposed to be conceited and like talks about uh, girls and things like that. Like they all have these different personalities, whereas in the live action movie, they're all the same person. Right, Yao. Um, in the live one, I thought the entire time was actually playing as. Oh, you mean Poe? Oh, Poe. Po, sorry. Poe, the character who plays um, Poe, the actor who plays Poe, I actually thought he was really Yao right. the entire time because he had that very angry, kind of uh, stubborn demeanor about mm-hmm. him that you know Yao does in the animated one, and then Cricket who has this very calm and like soft personality. I thought it was Poe. I thought it was Poe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was a little flawed. Yeah, and like I said, the naming part is very important. When you're going to tr- introduce a character, make sure that people understand their name. Or Show understand it, who's who. 
Right, but I think so if they're all going to act the same, the way you differentiate them is by showing from frame to frame, like on a scene, just, like, just having two characters talk, use each other's name so you understand who's who. In the animated film, understood that. Yao, uh, Poe talks to Yao. He calls him by his name. Yao talks to Poe, calls him by his name. Ling gets called by name. You get what I'm saying? And when they get called, you can see that the scene is focused on them so you understand, oh, that's Ling. Whereas this one, I, I literally, they only use Yao and Poe's name like twice in the movie. And half the time, the focus was on Mulan. So you didn't even know who was who. They were just showing names in the background without really showcasing who that name belongs to. So everyone just become a big mesh. Not only that, that was half the gripe. Another gripe I had was <laughs> they have Warrior 1 and Warrior 2 <laughs> in her group. They couldn't even give them names. If you had the subtitles on, it literally says, you know, Shen Po, Ling Ling, uh, Yao, Warrior 1, Warrior 2. Go watch it again. It's that scene when they said, I believe in Mulan, when she <laughs> comes back. Just watch that scene. You, you, with the subtitles on, you will see it. All right, and then, um, oh yeah, also, uh, during the, the camp, the training camp, they introduced Mulan's new love interest. Or so we assume is the love interest. <laughs> we all know she ain't gonna fall in love with Donnie Yen, all right? Get out of here. Who wouldn't fall in love with Donnie Yen? Do you not see how badass he yeah, was? Yeah, badass, but the thing is that he's like... Mulan could probably whoop his ass. He's like 50 years old. <laughs> it wouldn't make a good love interest for Mulan. But yeah, that's, you know, they're, they're showcasing it like it's the new love interest. I like him. I'm okay with Mulan not um, being in love with her captain, like in the animated film. I'm okay with, with the love interest. Because to me personally, if you're going to change a story, as long as it's, it's coherent and it makes sense, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So to me, the love interest wasn't yeah, as bad. And, and I think her love interest Huang Hui I think that's his name in the film um, he's very likable yeah so it's yeah. kind of like okay I, I can you know I can roll with it right yeah. I can roll with a very likable guy and then uh, so moving on to the next thing on the list no character developments for any of the characters that were <laughs> portrayed in the movie especially like Milan's friends it's that's it that's like that's it like there's nothing really to talk about. That movie didn't showcase anything about those characters. Yeah, there was no emotional connection between mm-hmm. any of the characters to make it even believable that they were all good friends. Mm-hmm. Or like they they didn't show enough to make you care about those characters. Right. They're just throwaway, f- you know, fodder in a sense. Right. What I think the animated one did so well was that. Um, it showed that they all went through the same hardships mm-hmm. and they all overcame the hardships together. Right. Whereas this one was just like, oh, dang, Mulan is so badass. Right. So we're just going to respect her because of how badass she is. That right. She could probably whoop her ass. You know? <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, just instant respect from there. But then what makes Mulan respect them? What makes Mulan seize them mm-hmm. as a friend? You know, clearly you see it with Huang Hui, her love interest, you know, when he was like, hey, like, yeah, you gotta have each other's back. And right. she was like, nah. And you're like, okay, you know, here's this guy reaching out to her. He's trying. He's trying to be her friend. Mm-hmm. But you don't see any of the other characters doing that. So then that relationship development doesn't exist. 
Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like in the animated film, Mulan had to overcome her weaknesses by using her smarts. Like for example, the training arc when she was sent home, she had to climb that pole to retrieve the arrow, but she did it using her head because she had to carry those weights and she used the weights and tied it around each other mm-hmm. and used that as leverage to get herself up there. And then when she got up there, um, and everybody saw that, it was like, wow. Like, to me, it's like everyone's like, wow, Milan isn't good, but she could do this. Everyone gained respect for her because they knew that she wasn't this badass. They knew that she had to train twice as hard just to be uh, as equal to them. And that's what I liked about it because Mulan did really have to use her head mm-hmm. to overcome these challenges. But in the live action movies, oh, just flip on the cheese switch and you just get everything you want. <laughs> and that's essentially what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, um, so going with the movie, they didn't c- complete their training. Right? So yeah, in the live film, I think, yeah, they, they didn't yeah. complete their training and then they went right into battle. Right. And, um,. Yeah, so the battle began. They they changed it, right? It wasn't an ambush. They were going to come attack, and um, the commander was like, let's go meet them in the fields. And then they started fighting. And the thing is... We didn't talk about Borica. Yeah, we're about to start with oh, Borica, okay, right? Sure. So the battle begins, and... Uh, let's, before we begin the battle land, let's talk about Borican and the witch real quick. I like Borican. Mowgli. <laughs> I like Mowgli. Uh, Bori Khan is played by Jason Lee Scott, who also plays Mowgli in the um, Jungle Book. Live action. <laughs> Live action back in like 1992, <laughs> which is probably one of my favorite films when I was a kid. But yeah, I think Mowgli does a very good... <laughs> His name is Jason <laughs> Scott Lee, not Mowgli. He's Mowgli for me. I think he did a really good job playing uh, Bori Khan. It was very convincing. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know why people complaining about Mowgli being Borican. I personally were people complaining about it. I heard people were saying they didn't like him. Uh, I think he was a great villain. Right. I think he was exactly how I pictured a live, you know, version of Shan Yu to look like. So that's fine with me. The witch um, was supposed to be represented as the um, Shan Yu's uh, falcon. Right in the animated film, Shan Yu, who is um, the um, enemy uh he has a was it an eagle i, I don't know it's like a hawk <laughs> I don't know. he falcon. had some, some type of um there was a hawk hawk or eagle as his um I think it was, or, or a falcon i don't know it's right. one of them. It a bird he had a bird <laughs> as his companion that did evil stuff with him and the witch supposed to be like i think the witch was supposed to be that right the witch was supposed to be that bird but they, they should have just kept it at that but then they made the witch his whole like uh, character on on her own, and they literally just put her in the movie to move the plot, right? You know, and and she wasn't even like the opposite of Mulan. She wasn't Mulan's like enemy. Mm-hmm. She was more Mulan's mentor than anything. <laughs> you know, so I was like, what's the point of introducing her as a bad guy? So the battle begins. We're going to, to the battle, right? Bordy Khan leads a charge against the uh, Chinese army. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he leading an army of, like, 5,000 against, like, an army of 300? <laughs> I don't remember the numbers, but I just know that they were outnumbered. And 
the charge, and then Bori Khan and like twelve of his men just like broke off from the group. Why? <laughs> why? What did? Why? I don't understand. What what purpose does that do? They were they were actually in the front lines, and then all of a sudden they just broke off and turned right back around. Right, and then they were like, "Oh, it's like to me, like see, like this is just like plot moving devices, right? They broke off, and it forces Mulan's group to chase after them, and then they get wrecked by Borikan's men." You know, and leaving Mulan alone, and then they just disappeared, and then Mulan just happens to venture off into this colorful geyser area. <laughs> geyser, geyser, uh, geysers, <laughs> right? And she meets the witch. That, that, that's why I don't understand. Like, where did Borikan's men go? Right. They, they, they remember it got really foggy, and then somehow she couldn't catch up to them, and then. That kind of led her into this like yeah. valley that took her to the geyser where she ends up find the witch fighting the witch. Well, so, she ends up meeting the witch, and then the witch tries to kill her. <laughs> and the things are like, what motivated the witch to be there? You know what I'm saying? Isn't there a war going on? Shouldn't the witch be like in the front line of the war? Yeah, she's over here chasing after Mulan, who who she doesn't even know had she until they started fighting. So, what was the purpose of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why was the witch there? How does the witch even find her? What significance does one soldier mean so much to the witch that she had to go there herself? Plot holes. Makes no sense. <laughs> and in the fight, and then the witch understands, oh, you're a, uh, you're a woman with she. And she was like, you can't beat me if you don't be true to yourself. Because apparently you need the three virtues to unlock your chi power. What are they? Loyalty. Uh, uh, loyal, brave, and true. true. Right. You need all three of them to and unlock your chi. she wasn't true to herself. Right. So she couldn't, you know. Keep up with the evil, true, loyal, and brave chi girl, which. <laughs> but anyways, Mulan gets wrecked. She gets killed, apparently. And that's when she has an epiphany. Yeah, the phoenix comes down. The and, phoenix doesn't even come down. Uh, well, she wakes up and she sees the phoenix from yeah. afar, just kind of like... Hey, what's up? Fluttering. <laughs> and then she suddenly has this epiphany that she's going to be true to herself. Well, I mean, the witch was kind of taunting her about that, saying you had to be true if you True wanted. in order to right. unleash your chi. Yeah, right. And it's like, really? <laughs> like, once again, like, it's not impactful. It's just another reason, another, um, you say, like another reason why I don't like it because, like, you have to remember don't rely on yourself, rely on your hidden power that's given mm -hmm. to you, you know, to, to push you further in life. It's like, how is that relatable? We don't got no phoenix flying around us, <laughs> you know. Hey, you might not see a phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe might, I do. Well, you, might, you might need to see a doctor. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah, and then, so then she gets up. She realizes that she needs to be a woman to be true that to herself. she needs to be true to herself. And she just, first of all, she just leaves her dad's armor behind. I was like, that's no. kind of rude. She gets on her horse and then she starts yeah. breaking away the armor, which is supposed to be symbolic of her shedding, you know, the lie. shedding, right, the lie and being her true self. And I was like, and dude. She just marches into battle as a woman. 
was like, come on, man. That's your dad's armor, dude. At least <laughs> just hold on to that. You don't have to throw it on the floor. Put it on the horse's back or something. <laughs> like, take it back to him. Yeah, and then she shows up in the battle and she starts wrecking ass. Like, just beating ass. And you're just like, okay. So she's true now. And then the Ruhan army sees that and they're like, oh, witch. And then they all run away. <laughs> I don't like it. And then, and then, uh, once, once the Ruhan army backed far enough, the witch comes in in bat form and just starts like pecking at the uh, soldiers and forced them to create this shield wall, which the Ruhan army apparently planned for. So they started throwing catapults at the shield wall. <laughs> and then uh, Mulan used her chi teleporting skills to get behind the Ruhan army and cause the avalanche. So that's what happened. But let's just talk about the things that I had a gripe with. The witch turned into bats, all right? How do you turn into multiple bats? What is chi? Chi apparently allows you to turn into animals and bats. Chi is apparently magical in but the live film. Exactly. Like, they, they didn't explain. magic. They didn't explain what chi is. Black like magic. <laughs> like, what's the limitations of, of chi? Like, why couldn't Milan turn into a dragon? Right, there were a couple characters where we can make the assumption that they had chi, you know, mm-hmm. like Commander Tung, played by Donnie Yen, um, when he was showing his martial arts, you know, you can make the assumption that, oh yeah, he, he must have chi because look he's at how he moves, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cool nobody stuff. can whoop him. Yeah. And so then, because that's essentially the chi that we see in Mulan. But then how come the witch has a different chi? Exactly. So then that's why I'm saying that this chi is very unrealistic. They're portraying it as magic. And so it's not... Relatable. It's not... Relatable. Because then it's unattainable. Right. Like, at least give us the limitations of what chi could do. Like, her claws came out of her fingers. Like... Yeah, she she turned to, like, half... I didn't know that chi can do that. She turned to half (laughs) falcon... And she was whooping butt, too, with Kung Fu, and she was whooping people with her sleeves. Right. If she had chi and all she could do was, you know, I'd be better at have Kung Fu. really good martial arts, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay. Or, like, be know. more, like, in tune with the, like, the... Right, uh, with nature, like, right, earth, the energy air, around you, you. Right, and be able to kind of uh, manipulate those mm-hmm. type of energy, then that, that's completely... That's fine, because that's what chi, chi is. Right. <laughs> but no, instead, it allows you to transform into... A- apparently animals allows you to transform to other people allows you to possess other people yeah exactly this is like what's the limitations like why does the witch is the only one who is able to do all these things yet everyone else can't even though they are supposedly chi infused too but that's the first gripe the second gripe is if the witch could turn into bats why didn't she do that from the beginning when the Ruhan army was charging into the arrows of the Chinese army, she could have just turned to bats and start pecking at the arrows or start pecking at the archers to not release those arrows so the Ruhan army could just come and decimate them. But instead, she sat in the background while, you know, a bunch of Ruhan army uh, horsemen used to get wrecked. And it's like, I don't get killed. I don't understand. And then, moving on from that point, when Mulan sees that she could use the avalanche to stop the Ruhan army, she was in the middle between the, uh, the catapults and the Chinese soldiers, right? And it did make sense because to me, it's like, look, 
everyone can see where Mulan is, right? Everyone clearly sees Mulan, and Mulan was like, "All right, I need to get, I need to call my horse and get behind the enemy lines and cause this avalanche." And she calls the horse and she starts riding off. And then she gets back to like no one sees her. Like, come on, really? No one sees this lone soldier on a horse just jumping through the battlefield, going behind them. Like, no one saw that. And then somehow, surprisingly, she gets behind them, sets up those um, those helmets as bait, and starts shooting arrows. And then uh, that that's what caused them to turn the catapults around to shoot and cause an avalanche. And then, <laughs> and then she somehow gave the horse chi powers. <laughs> Somehow her horse also had chi. <laughs> now this is realistic chi, though. <laughs> <laughs> the the horse the most realistic chi we've seen in the movie. The horse was running on the avalanche. <laughs> really? Like at least in the animated films, like the horse struggled. You know, and you can see that the horse is trying to. The horse was being knocked right. down the horse was re- reappearing out from under the snow no no but in this one nope the horse just ran like like it was nothing it was like whoa i'm infused with chi <laughs> and then you know and then mulan over here works out every single day freaking just bench press just bicep <laughs> curl her One love interest lists, her love interest right from, from the, the snow. snow i was like mm-hmm. yeah i'm just like come on guys Really, like this is as much as you guys are gonna at least put more put more thought into it, you know. Take the horse out if you have to. Like in, in the animated film, Mulan had to use her smarts to get out of that, you know. Like they were losing Mulan. Was like, oh snap! Like we only have one. Uh, uh, what's those like rocket launcher, right. firecracker left? Rockets, she's like, yeah, and she's like, oh, I have to. I have to use it instead of shooting at um Shan Yu. Shan Yu, right. I shoot at the mountains to create an avalanche, right? And then that's what she did. But in this one she just kinda like chi powered her way into it. And this is like uh, I didn't it didn't roll like smoothly to the Mulan character. So moving on, uh she has a love interest. She's trying to see if he's alive. And then she just gets up and leaves. To the fog. Why? Why? Like, she gets up and leaves. Her love interest gets back up, meets up with the group. They're looking for her. And then she comes back. That irritated me so much. Like, why didn't she just come back with the dude? Maybe she needed to go off to do something <laughs> that we didn't see behind the she scenes. Had to, she had to use the bathroom. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Like, it, it would have been better if she carried him on, his, on her shoulder, you know, on the way back. And, but she just kind of like walked away and they walked back. <laughs> it made no sense. And then uh, Commander Tung uh, berated her about her being a woman. Which is, I think, um, one of the most disappointing scenes in the film mm-hmm. was when she revealed her identity to Commander Tung. Because I felt like it was so like lacklustered. It was so there was no emotion behind it. It wasn't meaningful. It wasn't impactful. 
you know, because I think throughout the entire movie, we all know who Mulan is. She's a woman who disguises herself as a man mm-hmm. in order to protect her father, her family, mm-hmm. and to prevent, you know, any type of dishonor. And when she just walks in, like, as if that meant nothing to her and just goes ahead and reviews her gender, it was just kind of like, oh. Like she didn't care. Like, enough that, about her that's it that she cared more <laughs> about her being true to herself than keeping her dad alive <laughs> right you know and just like or, come or, on. Or, right or about her family's honor which was mm-hmm. something that she stood by you know like that was the, that was essentially the the story was the honor mm-hmm. like the reason why she she went in her dad's place because she loved her dad so much that um, that he was willing to go because he didn't want to lose honor for his family. And that's why she did it, because she didn't want to, that honor, to lose that honor. But in the, in the, the live action, she just, like, threw it away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I get what you're saying. Like, in the animated film, she was caught. Right. She know? was caught. She was embarrassed. She was ashamed. There mm-hmm. were all these emotions running, and you can feel it because you're like... You know, Milan wow. was, yeah, Milan like was, she was doing this not she she was doing this for her family. She right. was doing this for her dad. And so you can feel the disappointment that was, you know, and, and, and going if she, through her. And if she had a choice, she would have never revealed revealed that she was a woman. Right. You know, and that the real reason why she did reveal it was because she got caught mm-hmm. when she got injured. And that's why, you know, the dilemma happened. But in this one, she just kinda like yeah. You know, and, and I, I think some people can argue that they find that to be impactful because she's at the point in her life where she's like, I don't care what anyone says, right. you know, and, and, and to some people that might be powerful to them. But if we're staying true to who Mulan is, mm-hmm. that's who she is. Those were her values. Those were her morals was to protect her family right and protect right. her honor like we're and not even in the film that's what it said one of the new <laughs> virtues was you know devotion to family devotion to family and that's who mulan is so then when she goes and just you know abandons all that reveals her identity as if it meant nothing it was just kind of like her rejecting the consequences like like why go back at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like if you knew like you were going to get dishonored, you could just left. You could just like the moment you saved um, her love interest, the moment she left, she just the movie would have made more sense if she didn't come back. And then she ran into the witch again and the witch told her what happened in the movie, you know, but. Why did she go back, you know, right. So then that, that caused uh, Commander Tong to be right here. I, I think the only time that in the film they even hinted at the idea of her gender being revealed was when the witch told her that the witch knew she wasn't a man. Right. And I think that would have been more impactful if that was revealed, like right, like like out they, in the open, like, like they were in the middle of battle, and the witch comes up and says, "Well, one of your soldiers is not who they claim to be," you know. And well, well, I wouldn't like, say in the middle of the battle. I would say it had to take place after the battle, sure, like after the avalanche, or, or you know, doesn't really matter when, but like. I mean, it kind of does matter when. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would want it to be re- revealed in front of. 
the entire soldier in front of the right. commander, you know. You would have preferred it if it wasn't Mulan who revealed right. the fact that she was a woman. And the, because Mulan revealed that she was a woman, kind of like changed the story. It, it changed, changed Mulan. The emotions that, sh- you know. But then it changed Mulan, though, to sure. me personally, mm-hmm. because that's not who Mulan is. All right, so then Commander Tong kicks her off from the army. Commander Tong was supposed to execute her. That was the plan. No, but he <laughs> saved her. Oh, 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 right. He was supposed to kill her in the animated film, but she <laughs> saved his life. That's why he didn't kill her, because he said, a life for a life. Oh, no, I, I understand that, but it was just kind of like she comes up to Commander Tong and says, I am a woman. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he's just like, get out of here. Okay, Dishonor. sorry. You know, you are now banished from the army. That was it. I mean, but that's what it was, though. That was her only punishment. No, it was it was dishonored for her whole family too. Oh yeah, sure, of course, but still. But it, I mean, kind of like. But that that's what they 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 said in the beginning. If you lie, it's dishonor. You get kicked out of the army and dishonored for your whole family. I understand that, you, but you you build up this idea of what the consequences are going to be and when it's time to execute those consequences it was just kind of like that's exactly what he did he executed the consequences of dishonor and then i guess the way that he played it out was just very disappointing it was just a shoulder shrug and a okay now you are dishonored and you're shunned from the army that was it Mm. i mean i mean how would you want you want him to like yell at her I mean, that's what you've been fearing this entire time, right? This idea that, you know, you were going to dishonor your family. You were going to be executed. No, you weren't going to be executed. You were going to get kicked out and get dishonored. Sure. That's what they said in the movie. (laughs) I just felt like the way they played it out just wasn't impactful. Like Mulan didn't feel any of those consequences. She didn't feel the shame. She didn't feel any of it. It was just a, okay, whatever, peace. I, mean, I guess I've dishonored my family. You know? I mean, she was crying at the next scene. <laughs> damn. Damn. That which leads to the next scene where she was crying on the mountainside. <laughs> not enough emotions for you? Jesus. No, not enough emotions. Do you want her supposed to be like curl on the floor begging for God? <laughs> Basically. That's but, what I would have done. If I had gone and dishonored my family, that's what I would do. But but yeah, anyways, moving <laughs> on to the movie. Uh, so Mulan's in the, like, the, the hills. She's been abandoned by the army, and the witch comes to her again. I don't know why. <laughs> the witch comes to her, and then just like, be like, wow, this is what happens when you become true to yourself. Plus, Borikan has invaded the uh, Imperial City. You should probably go check that out. And I was like, why is the witch her friend now? Didn't the witch just kill her? Why didn't she just kill her again? You know what I'm saying? Like the f- the first fight, the, the the first interaction they had, it clearly showed the witch does not like her. The witch had her own plans, and the witch was re- willingly willing to kill her. But now she's like, oh, you know, they abandoned you like they abandoned me. I feel sorry for you, so let me just give you some deets on uh on. On where Borikan's going. Also, let's be friends. It's like, get that <laughs> out of here, dude. I'll be too busy working on my own goals to even meet up with Mulan, you know, if I was the witch. 
And I think that would have been a prime moment to kill her. Yeah, to kill Mulan. But then again, you know, she's just a plot-moving character. She was literally just there to plant the idea that, okay, we're going to go to the Imperial City, and we're going to kill the Emperor now. And now this is the moment where Mulan is supposed to say, okay, I'm going to go to the Imperial City. Mm-hmm. I had to go warn everyone. Right. That makes sense. Like in, at least in the animated film, Milan gets left behind, and she's sulking. You know, she's sad, and she's she stayed behind on the avalanche, and that's what you know, and that's how she heard. Um, right, she discovered that the Huns the, right the Huns are not dead, waking up from the dead essentially. <laughs> you know, and she was like, "Oh snap! Like they're still alive." You see, like yeah. that smooth transition. Mm-hmm. You know, she get kicked out because she got kicked out. She heard them getting up. And then she went back to um, to warn, uh, what's her name, Captain Captain Lovey Lovey dude, <laughs> Lee Shang, right, Captain Lee Shang, right. And that's that's how it it played out. But in this one, it's kind of like she left, and she would have made it home if the witch never stopped by to move the plot yeah, again. But the witch just had to stop by, right. to say, "Hey, I'm hey, gonna right. go to the Imperial City." Hey, Bordy Khan's already Let's at the Imperial together. City. <laughs> yeah, Bordy at the Imperial City. Let's. He's going to kill the emperor. Yeah, Stupid. I think I think at this point, um, the writers didn't do a great job at even giving us the backstory about the witch. Right. We don't know anything about her other than the fact that she's a woman, that she had chi. phenomenal chi, and because of that, she wasn't you know respected or accepted by. The right or her peers because she was a woman. It's just like, come on, come on. So, are we supposed to find her relatable to Mulan? Right, or like, because like, essentially, she was put into the movie to be Mulan's opposite, but she wasn't. You know. So, anyways, moving on. (laughs) So Mulan goes back, and you know, tells the whole story. Well, she goes to find Commander Tung to warn him that they were heading to the Imperial City to basically kill the Emperor. Right. And so... Commander Tung's like, why should I believe you, you liar? <laughs> I mean, I was like, well, I mean, you believe in... Y- you believe in... The guy uh, version. Uh, Hua... What, 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 what was her name? Hua Huan? Hua Huan Jun. Oh, yeah, that's right, Hanju. Or something like that. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, okay, fine, you know. It was another shoulder shrug by right. Commander Tung. And Commander Tung was like, mm, you right, <laughs> you right. Well, well, Commander Tung didn't want to actually believe her. It was actually her it peers. Was, it was supposedly her peers in which she had no relationship with, and they were all supporting her. Well, they didn't show enough, you know. They, they, like I said, they didn't show enough of the relationship between Milan and her friends. And then... That's where Warrior 1 and Warrior 2 showed up. <laughs> and then, like, uh, what's the name? Commander Tung or, or Mulan was like, we need our best soldiers. And it was Mulan and her friends. It was Mulan and her supposedly five friends that were the best, best soldiers. soldiers. Yet somehow they never finished their training camp. <laughs> all right. And they've all just suddenly become badasses. They've all somehow learned to harness some chi. <laughs> or something. Because... So let's just keep moving. So then they 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 ride to the Imperial City, 
Uh, Mulan finds out that no one's guarding anything. All the guards are in like the courtyard or something. They ride to the courtyard to see all, all the soldiers there. And they're like, what's going on? And then Mulan's like, oh my God, it's an ambush. And the Ruhan army just runs down the wall and starts attacking them. Why? You have them all grouped up in the middle of the courtyard. You had the height advantage on the wall. Why aren't you raining down arrows? What makes, in what world would you ever give, a, give up your advantage on the wall to fight them on the ground? It makes no sense. It was all for visual effects. <laughs> it was so stupid. That's like one thing that like urged me. It's like it made no sense if they're going to do that. And then Mulan and her friends. Oh, and that's when Cricket becomes a badass. Does a 360 no scope, two arrows, collateral kill. You know, like what? Where did what, that come from? Right, like where, where was Cricket doing these moves? He was... Apparently, the ride from the camp to the Imperial City, Mulan has been giving him chi or something. I know, right? Yeah, it made no sense. Like, it never showed them becoming badasses like this. And suddenly, they became badasses. Badasses, you know? Yeah. And then, and then Mulan friends goes, right, um, to the throne room and run into Borikan's men that stops her from going. Right there, that corridor. I'm skipping kind of like ahead here, but I'm skipping over my favorite, my favorite uh, <laughs> part of the movie. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, I don't think I am. This is after that. Mulan fights. Right, this is like Mulan and friends fights the these people in the court in the corridor, which also makes no sense because, okay, the Ruhan army when they charged at Mulan and her friends, they ran up the wall. And then it came back down. Again, it's for visual effects. But why? Why? <laughs> why would they do that? Because it's not, it's not a cool scene to just run charging towards each other. You got to have some men climbing up walls. I'm not, and, I'm not against. flipping. <laughs> see, like, I'm not against all fight. that stuff. I'm not against all that stuff if it makes sense. Right? But it didn't make sense. They ran up the wall. And they came back down in their exact position. <laughs> See, like, that didn't make sense. It would have made sense if the first two guys ran, then the second two guys behind them ran up the wall to do, like, a four-man attack at once. No. They ran up, and they ran back down. And then Mulan ran up. See, like, the way Mulan did it made sense because she was running over them, right, to get to the back line. Mm-hmm. Made sense. Second of all... Does run up walls means you have chi? Right? Because only Mulan have done it so far in the movie besides the Ruhan army. So I'm assuming that's the chi power. So they showcase that the Ruhan army has chi, yet Mulan and friends was able to whoop their butt. Yeah, they somehow managed to make it out alive. They somehow managed to make it out alive at the end. Even though they didn't have the same chi that these Ruan soldiers had. And not only that, but the Ruan soldiers have been fighting. They're like, they're meant to be warriors, you know, yet... They're meant to be skilled. Right, yeah, you have... And not only that, but these are... But you have these soldiers who never completed training. Right. Not only that, but these specific soldiers were Borikan's men. 
These were the ones that he had out, like with him, right. right? Meaning that these are Borcon's like closest, like strongest dudes. And Mulan and friends just beat them with three months of training. I don't know. I just suddenly had the image of Lord of the Rings where, <laughs> where the hobbits are fighting the five kingsmen. <laughs> the five kingsmen? Or the five uh, horsemen. <laughs> you mean the, uh, the wraiths? Yeah, the riots. Yeah, the <laughs> The riots, horsemen. It's like that. It's like the five hobbits fighting the riots. The riots. And somehow the hobbits managed to kill. Yeah, them. we managed to win. It's just like, come on, come on. Let's be real here. Hey, Aragorn killed all five of them. Shut up. Aragorn has some cheese. No, Aragorn. Aragorn kept them back. I think you. I think you're mixing your moments here. Okay, I am. You're mixing way different, like two different scenes here. But anyways, coming back, Mulan gets to the throne room, and it's the witch again. The witch is like, "Oh, they accepted you." Oh no! <laughs> you know, and it's just like kill her. She's literally stopping your plans. Uh, she had so many moments to kill Mulan. Right. So she, many moments to like prevent all of this from happening. Like I would prefer if Mulan fought, fought her there, and was, then when and then when Mulan beats her, she's like, "Oh, Bori Khan." I, has I was the emperor. actually really hoping to see some type of like solo fight, right. where you can kind of. You're able to see the different types of chi. Mm-hmm. You know, her chi is a little more like evil, a little more of the bad kind of chi. And then you have Mulan, who's a little more of the good chi. It's like, it's and like. So you kind of want to see that force comes together to show that, oh, wow, good chi can overcome bad chi. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. But no. Right. But here, good bad chi is like, you know what? Good chi is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be friends. Oh, yeah. And then a uh, uh, PS, um, Borakon has your king. <laughs> and he's about to kill him. You know, it's like, and then she and, helps. And, and, and let me take you there. Yeah, <laughs> let me show you the way. Even though you're directly, you know, blocking my path for me succeeding my goals. So she, she, the witch ends up showing Mulan the way. And Borakon just like, well, this is my favorite scene when Borakon's taunting the king. And just like shaving uh, sparks into his face. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that smack talk. But anyways, uh, the witch gets there and tells Borikon, you know, that hey, Mulan's coming. Ooh. And then Borikon's like, whatever. Shoots an arrow at Mulan. And the witch is like, oh no. Turns into a bird and takes the arrow to the chest. <sighs> There's so many plot holes there. First of all, Mulan could dodge arrows. She's already dodged like 10 of them. Right. She already dodged a bunch of arrows. So we already know Mulan could dodge arrows. Second, the witch flew after Borikan shot the arrow, meaning that she flew faster than the arrow, meaning that <laughs> she, could, she could have flown behind the arrow and just nudged it, you know? <laughs> and it would have went completely a different path. But instead, she... She goes in front of the arrow and takes it to the chest. It made no sense. She could have just easily deflected it. Yeah. So that's how she dies. Right? And I'm just like, boo-hoo, witch is dead. Like, I don't care. To me, like, I was, I was like, good riddance. The plot device has died. <laughs> the plot, the movie plot device has died. So then Mulan gets there, and then her and Borikan has that fight. And, uh... 
was very anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, like you already know Mulan was gonna win. Yeah, there was like no threat to it whatsoever. And then, uh, what's her name? The king is like, "You are a warrior. Stand up." Mulan's like, "You're right. I am a warrior." You know, and and see, this is like one of my favorite scenes is when the phoenix came up behind Mulan as she's rising. Right. If that was the only time we saw the phoenix. Even though the Phoenix was mentioned in early in the movie, I would have been like, mm, good, you know? Yeah, it, good it, it would have it would have showed that the Phoenix was always there. Right. You don't need to repetitively show the Phoenix throughout the movie for us to realize that the Phoenix is there guiding her. Mm-hmm. Clearly we know the Phoenix is of some value to her father and to her family, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then that end scene would have just been perfect. It would have just been that little cherry on the top to tell mm-hmm. us that, okay, yeah, the Phoenix has been guiding her this entire time. Right. But but at that point, I'm just like, I already saw it <laughs> at coming. At this point, we're just like, another yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, right. Here comes the Phoenix again <laughs> to indicate that she's rising up from the ashes, you know. And then, of course, she gets up and then just whoops Borikon's ass <laughs> and saves the king. You know, but the things are like, so the king has shown to have chi. Right, that's our assumption. Is that he, he was <laughs> he was whipping whipping curtains at people, all right, and killing he them. Was. He was literally a one man army, right. like fighting fifteen of them at the same that's time. That's kind of like another reason I, I kind of didn't like it though. The king is a great martial artist. Like to me, I feel like the kings are usually royalty, so they don't they become, don't do the dirty work, right? Yeah, but I mean, like I'm perfectly okay with the king knowing how to do martial arts or having chi. You know, I'm 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 fine with that. I'm just a bit like kind of like okay, whatever. I guess the king knows how to fight, you know. But I I prefer the animated version of the king, who's more about wisdom, you know, than it is about his fighting prowess. And so then Milan beats him. Milan's is um releasing the king from his his um bondages. You're right. And <laughs> Borikon wakes up, grabs an arrow, shoots at the king, and the king catches it, you know? And then Milan grabs it and shoots it back, and Borikon tries to catch it again, but doesn't and dies. But he fails, right. So to me, it's like, is this is this like chi indicated, you know? But but you have to remember that right at the beginning of the film... Right, Borikon also... Borikon was able to catch a flying a- bow... No, was coming right at a, him. a flying arrow. A flying arrow. <laughs> <laughs> a flying bow. Now that that'd be impressive. I was like, oh man, there that's some cheese. A flying arrow coming right at him, and he somehow managed to um catch it to catch it and then shoot it back. Right. So to me, it showed that Borikon has some sort of chi. Some kind of chi. Right. You know, he he knows what he's doing. He has skills. So does it does at the end mean that Mulan has more chi than Borikon? I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they never explained. Like, they never said that, oh, Mulan's chi is greater than Borikon. That's why she's able to kill him. Maybe that's their way of letting us know that good chi is better than bad chi. I don't know, man. The witch's <laughs> chi was able to overcome Mulan's chi. That's why we needed that conflict between yeah, the that's witch why, yeah, that, and Mulan. That's why they failed. Yeah. There. Uh, to me, it's also like, does it mean that... It could also be that the chi had left Borikon. Because he was hurt? I don't know. <laughs> because he wasn't brave? I don't know, man. So that that's my gripe. Because he wasn't loyal. He killed the witch. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? 
And then, yeah, and then, so moving on, the king uh, appoints Mulan. Oh, before that, um, the lady that was uh, leading Mulan to the king. Oh, yeah, so one little nice thing about this live film, if you guys don't know, um, is that the voice actress of the Disney Mulan, um, they paid homage to her by showing her right at the end of the scene. Where she was basically walking down the aisle and leading Mulan to the emperor. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. <laughs> uh, animated Mulan is her name. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but she plays the voice of Mulan in the animated one. So then the king bestowed Mulan honor and uh, is willing to offer Mulan a seat at his cabinet. Milan declines because she has to go home to apologize to her father. As, you know, in the animated movie, did the same thing. So Milan goes home, um, meets, up, meets up with her father again. And, you know, it was a nice scene. I enjoyed that scene. I just didn't enjoy the scene that came after that. <laughs> you know, like, she literally gets home. And, and, and ten minutes later, the army shows up. To bestow, or bestow yeah, Milan with the new... Commander Tongue comes in with, like, an army. Yeah. To gift her... The sword. A sword. And the thing is that it was 10 minutes. <laughs> so, if you're thinking about it, Milan has been riding 10 minutes in front of them the whole time. You know? Yeah, they should have done a, okay, sundown. Right. Or, or like, morning, right, that morning. And now the general is right. walking in and they're like, oh, what brings you here? Right, exactly. But no, Milan <laughs> gets home. literally like five minutes after. Right. After she had like just. Came home. Yeah, talked to her dad. <laughs> Commander Tongue is like. Commander Tongue is like, Milan, hold up. <laughs> Wait for us. <laughs> Like, you know, it's three days. You're still going to be stubborn and ride in front of us. <laughs> Come eat with us. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm just like, what? Why couldn't they wait till the next day, you know, show up the next morning? But no, they showed up like 10 minutes behind Mulan, meaning that they've been riding 10 minutes behind Mulan this whole time back to her, uh, her mm-hmm. village. <sighs> and that concludes the movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> I had too, many, too, many, too much gripe with the movie. Just made me angry, if anything. I mean, I definitely think there were some areas that could have been. Oh, there was plenty <laughs> of areas that they needed to work um, on. But I think they, they did a, a, a good job of casting, you know, mm. the cast that played the characters. Um, I think. I think Milan's good. I mean, I'm not speaking for her. Um, outside of Mulan, you know, because there's this uh, controversy, con- controversy with her um, backing up China, uh, like, supporting the Chinese police, right? But I don't, that's a, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole other story. But I'm just viewing her playing as Mulan. I think she did a very good job playing as Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also enjoyed her love interest. I think he did a good job playing his role. Oh yeah, I think that's it. Oh, oh and Borycom Mowgli. <laughs> Props to Mowgli. Mowgli being a badass uh Ruhan. I think that's good. I think that I think those three are my top three uh shining characters and actors of the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what would you give the movie? 
right after I saw the movie, I, I thought about giving the movie five stars out of ten, just because there were so many things that I didn't like about the film. Mm. But I mean, I think I'm gonna be a little generous and say that I'll give the movie six stars out of ten, um, just because I did enjoy watching mm-hmm. the film. Um, but there were just too many flaws and and cons about the movie that I feel really took away from what I've grown up to think Mulan is about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm the same boat. I give it the five, but what ultimately gave me another point was um, Bori Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting oh that sparks God. in the king's face. That was a whole point. I that mean, scene gave it a whole extra point. There were some really like beautiful cinematography mm-hmm. moments. You know, some scenery moments. I think there were some really great like fight scenes. Oh, that one scene that I really liked that we didn't talk about was the makeup scene. Well, when they played the oh, yeah, um yeah. the song in the background. Mm-hmm. Bring us, bring honor to us all. That 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 song. Yeah. They play in the background. They, they kind of do like an artistic view of the makeup. Right, right. I thought that scene was pretty cool, but it was kind of weird because that was the only time they did that, and mm-hmm. it's kind of out of place. That but was think, only like the, the only like artistry part about right. the film. But I, I did enjoy that scene though. Mm-hmm. So any closing remarks? Um, I know there is a Mulan two animated one and i think the ending kind of hinted that there might be a sequel mm-hmm. to this mulan especially when commander tongue said you should really reconsider being you know part of the um the emperor's cabinet right and so i think that's kind of maybe like a hint that there might be a mulan too and i and i hope that if they do do a mulan too that it will be a little better <laughs> uh, i don't want a mulan too. i think they need to redo mulan me personally, I think they need to just stick to the script. They don't stick to the animated script because we. That's, that's what we've all come to right. love. Right. That's why we liked about. That's why I liked Aladdin, you know, and that's why I liked about Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Not Sleeping Beauty. Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Right. Beauty and the Beast. Because like they stuck to the original Disney animation mm-hmm. to a T that it was just like, that's exactly why we loved the animated right. one was because of that, th- those things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that they shouldn't do a part two. I mean, if they do decide to make a part two, I, I hope that they address these problems that the part one had. Because I feel like they just used the Mulan name to attract people to come watch the movie. All marketing. Right. Yeah. And to me, it's like Mulan isn't, honestly, isn't a really good movie the way it's played out. You know, I think that there's a lot of plot holes or just plot moving devices that they could have kind of like thrown in to make it not so obvious that they're plot moving devices. Do you think that um, um, it's because the writers and producers and directors are of not Asian descent that there's kind of that cultural disconnect? Oh, are you, are you saying that there could be because of um, quote unquote white um, they're trying to appease the white audience, right. basically. So they're just kind of showcasing little snippets of what Asian stereotypic, you know, I mean, it could martial be. arts is. And so 
they're kind of catering to that. And so, you know, you don't really see a correct representation of, in, in this film, a Chinese culture. I mean, we don't know, right? To be honest, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I would have, like, if that was the case, and yeah, I could see it happening, you know, that there was a, a lot of influence of, quote-unquote, white influence on the Asian, like, uh, perspective of the movie. I could see why they chose to uh, use the phoenix instead of the dragon because they wanted really to shove down our throats this whole idea of rebirth you know and to me it's like don't compromise if you're compromising on those things you're you're not making the Mulan movie that everyone loves that's like that's why the, the, the animated film was so good because they kind of stuck to the to the Chinese uh, what would you call it not religion But yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like like the whole dragons aspect and the whole ancestors and the whole like oh yeah uh, the dragon zodiacs. the dragon is a zodiac sign is a well known zodiac I know, but sign that's what I'm saying, of Chinese like, culture. So then why why do you think that in the animated films they didn't change it? Well, in the live action one they did. I think I think they were really trying to go for that feminist mm. theme. The like, like all woman power, power to you, right. woman theme, and so they they didn't see the value of what that dragon could represent for a woman, and so they, I, I guess the writers just kind of assumed that a phoenix would represent a woman a lot better than the dragon would. I think that that, that defeats the purpose of it, you know. Because I think a dragon, the dragon represents power. Right. And, that, and that's so powerful. Right. To the theme. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the dragon's like, it's overall, it's not a man, woman thing. It's, mm-hmm. this is, you know, who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you know? Oh, and, and, and going back to like the Disney animated film, at the, at the end scene when Ling and Poe and... Um, Yao. Yao, I keep forgetting Yao's name. Right in the end when they were in the Emperor's oh, right. city, they all decided that the best way to save the Emperor was to disguise themselves as, as women. Yeah, as the geishas. Right, and I thought that was so powerful to right. the storyline because at the end of the day, it meant that you know they can turn themselves into woman and kind of save the day mm-hmm. you know that they didn't need to be just men right that's what i liked about oh. it too i i yeah i really think the live action not only that like missed out on those like very subtle not only that but like the reason the, also the reason why they did that is because they had so much trust in mulan right and they believed that mulan didn't have this power mm-hmm. they believed in her because she was smart right you know they're like oh mulan is able to think of these crucial like uh problem solving ideas that we just believe her we got like if she says we gotta dress as geishas then we dress as geishas you know because we believed her <laughs> I don't think they were geishas. <laughs> geishas <laughs> is more Japanese. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. These are just traditional Chinese women right. <laughs> in their traditional Chinese I dresses. <laughs> I apologize, dearly. But anyways, yeah. You know, and that's why I liked about the first the anime in Mulan is because she had to rely on her wits. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it's like an on-off switch. It's like, I'm losing. Chi! <laughs> you know, flip on the switch. Yeah. Cheese. 
Chi uh, Switch, and I, I, now I'm going to whoop ass. I didn't like it. Yeah, I think there were so many moments in the animated film that the writers and producers of the live action one should have really, mm-hmm. you know, absorbed and kind of translated that into the live mm-hmm. one. Like, I feel but, like the animated film was way thought out. Right. Versus. Like, we watched it right after the mm-hmm. live one, and we were just like, wow, there were so many things that I've never noticed before. And not only that, but like to me, it's like <laughs> it made sense. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in the movie flowed. It flowed naturally. Right, right, exactly. And that's why I liked it. But not this one. <laughs> I don't like it. Any, anything before we um, close the podcast? Nope. I'm sorry if anything we said offended <laughs> you. <laughs> or I'm sorry if you guys don't agree. I mean, you know. These are just our opinions, <laughs> you know. But I mean, yeah. We're sorry if we offended anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until our next podcast, catch you guys in our next Babus to Babus.